Welcome back to the show, folks. This is episode 13, nope, episode 14 now of Hildy's Hot Takes that you're listening to. Welcome to the show, like I said. Um, if you listen to the episodes, you know I went on a fishing trip over the weekend, and fuck, that was a great reset button. Great reset button pushed. Uh, four sunrises, four sunset, four sunrises, four sunsets. No phone for three days. Getting out in nature, doing a ton of breathing. It was awesome. Okay, the fishing wasn't so good. I'll admit that. Um, little Wolf of Wall Street line. Don't judge me by my winners. Judge me by my losers because I have so few. Not very often you go up to that place there, like I was talking about in a couple episodes ago in, in northern Manitoba, little Cranberry Lake. Not very often you go up there and the fishing isn't that great, but it wasn't that great this weekend. I got to be honest, but it was nice to spend another weekend with my dad before I leave for the hockey season at around the end of the month here. I'm not really sure um, a date on that yet. Just getting out in nature, doing things outside. Focusing on catching the fish, having fun doing that, focusing on the breath, which I was doing the entire time, basically. Super deep, super, super slow breathing um, out in nature, ton of breath holds, just all super valuable for what I'm trying to accomplish with my health, health and energy levels and mentality going into, you know, this last couple of weeks of training before I go down for hockey and the good conversation, the good laughs, the good food. And of course, the drinks were going down smooth. Great fucking reset. I uh, didn't end up taking any mushrooms. You know, my hydration and nutrition levels were nowhere near where I'd like them to usually be if I'm going to do that stuff. Uh, and for you people that are like, oh my God, I can't believe you're talking about doing drugs on your podcast for whoever to hear. Okay, listen. Psychedelics can have an extremely practical use and have a ton of benefits that you can get for them. So do a little research, please, and fuck off. Other than that, the NFL started this weekend. The NFL is back week one. Uh, the only game I was able to watch was Monday Night Football, which was an electric game. So happy I got to take that in. But other than that, the rest of the games, I didn't watch. I couldn't watch. Uh, I couldn't figure out how to get a stream going. The Wi-Fi at the, the campsite was dog shit. And, uh, I just couldn't figure it out. So I went without it. I was following along. Um, but there are definitely some uh, definitely some things I love to see and definitely some things I hate to see. Um, you know, packed football stadium, fans going nuts, watching some sick plays and terrible coaching decisions. The terrible coaching decisions actually will always get me going. They might be one of my favorite thing. And maybe biggest anomaly in my head about NFL is how fucking bad some of these coaches fuck up during the game. Like, the Cincinnati Bengals coach, they were up 21 to 7 on the Vikings with three minutes left in the third quarter, and they're faced with a fourth and a long one on their own 30 yard line. Okay? Up 14 points with three minutes left in the third quarter, you're controlling the game. Uh, fourth and one on your own 30 yard line. Say it with me, folks. What do we do here? 10 out of 10 times we're in control of the game. What's that? Yes, we punt. We punt the ball in that situation, and what do they do? They turn it over on downs, and two plays later, a 14-point lead is now seven points, and the game is completely flipped. What a fucking idiot decision. Now, the Bengals ended up winning the game in overtime. 
uh, after they blew that lead. But if they lose that game, I would consider that coaching decision a fireable offense in the first game of the season. Like, you can't just be doing that shit in the NFL. Like, that is such amateur hour stuff. I It makes my head spin. And now speaking of the Vikings who ended up losing that game to the Cincinnati Bengals, I don't want to startle you Vikings fans, but at the same time, I'm sorry, but the season is over for them. I know that might be a bit of an overreaction. There seems to be a bit of an overreaction. It's definitely not. And you still have 16 more games and everything, but you guys are fucking done. Okay? In my eyes, likely the most the most likely scenario is that they cruise to you know, another abysmal losing season, probably like six, eleven, or seven, six and eleven, or seven and ten, uh, somewhere in that range, which won't get the job done in the NFC North this year, I don't think. And then you can the season can be over, and you can go back to saying we're going to win the Super Bowl next year, or they write the ship, they get competitive, and in that case, if they're close for a playoff spot, if you don't think this loss the fucking Cincinnati Bengals the first game of the season isn't going to come back and haunt them, you're wrong. So, sorry, not sorry, Vikes fans, but you guys are already fucked. And before you start whining, oh, who is this dingus that plays hockey, talking like he knows everything about the NFL and everything about football? Well, you listen here, because I have two working eyes and a big fucking brain inside my skull, and I just call it exactly like I see it. You know, I didn't start watching football, or... <laughs> I didn't start watching the NFL until around my 16-year-old year of junior hockey in Penticton, British Columbia. Because in BC, they care about the they care more about the Seattle Seahawks just south of the border than they do about the BC Lions CFL team. So my billets always had the NFL games on whenever they were on. Now this was a major culture changeup compared to my Saskatchewan days, where people lived and breathed the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Like they fucking love the CFL there. My dad doesn't watch the NFL. My brother hates the NFL. Um, But when I moved to BC, I obviously started watching a lot more NFL. And now I'm a full-blown fan of the league and not really so much any team. I just love watching all the games and the red zone. If football is on, I am watching football. Now, I don't really have any actual vested interest in any team. Like, I'm not really a fan of any team. Other than the Minnesota Vikings, who I just talked about. I'm not a fan of the team, but I'm a fan of a lot of people that are fans of the team. So I'm always aware of what what the Vikes are up to. Um, It's the only team in the league that I've actually been to watch play in their stadium. TCF Bank, or not TCF Bank, US Bank Stadium. Unbelievable fucking stadium. Games are super fun. Uh, I've been to more than a few. I love the state of Minnesota as well. So I guess you could say I'm interested in the team, but not necessarily a fan. As I'm sure you could probably tell when I declared their season effectively over after week one. You just watch. You just watch. You can disagree with it. You just watch. But I will be right. Now, what I am more interested in when I'm watching NFL games is just seeing greatness. Now, that is something I love watching at all times when I'm watching sports, Connor McDavid, Sidney Crosby, um, Alex Ovechkin at times, even though I'm not the biggest fan of him. I love watching greatness and I love Tom Brady. And if there's one thing I'd love to see happen again this year is for him to win yet another Super Bowl. And I would definitely prefer that over 
how much I would prefer to see the Vikings win a Super Bowl, even though I will admit that will be electric. Now, speaking of Tom Brady, he is just proving to be absolutely immortal once again as the Bucks have a bit of a scare against the Hard Knocks losers in Dak Prescott and Ezekiel Elliott. But this guy is fucking nuts. 60% completion percentage for 379 yards and four touchdowns at 44 years old. That is psycho. And I know he threw a couple picks and people love to point out everything he does wrong when he does a million things right. But let's be honest here, folks. Picks do not count in a win. That's a fact. Winning matters over anything. And if you throw for one touchdown and four picks and win the game, that's all that matters. Sure, you can clear them up, but that matters a hell of a lot more than getting six touchdowns and and losing the game. Because that's the name of the game, and that's something that Tom Brady has perfected more than anyone ever. The ability to win games. Now, he throws a couple picks. They're down three points. Minute 22 seconds left in the game. And what does he do? A 62-yard, 11-play drive in a minute and 22 seconds to kick a field goal and win the game. And that's what winners do, and that's exactly what he did. Now, big baby Aaron Rodgers, however, has yet again rolled over in the first quarter of a blowout loss for his team. This guy fucking sucks. He boils my blood. Because, yeah, okay, maybe he is one of the most talented players ever. Okay, but guess who is maybe one of the most talented hockey players ever? Alexei Kovalev. Now, if you know him, you know that this guy has a massive shit stain on his career for his attitude and selfishness and just overall um, quote-unquote Russian play. You know, they get the bag and then they fumble the bag. Guess who should have that shit stain on his career at this point? Aaron Rodgers, because he doesn't give a fuck about winning. The fact that this take isn't more widespread doesn't make any sense to me. And Green Bay Packer fans are so delusional about Rodgers, it makes my head spin. The second time a head's been spinning in 10 minutes. You watch your quarterback fold in half against Jameis Winston in the first game of the season after creating a fucking fiasco in the offseason and blaming it on the organization is banana land. And when this happens a couple more times this season and the Packers don't win the Super Bowl for the 11th year in a row and the season ends in a disappointment again, maybe Packer fans will start to read between the lines and see that Aaron Rodgers is basically a fucking cancer. I'll go ahead and say it right now. Aaron Rodgers is a cancer. I do believe on a different team in a fresh setting that maybe you could go out there and feel refreshed and, you know, be 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 great again. He's a good football player. He needs to be able to be great. And maybe that could happen, but for this year, the Packers, sorry, but Rodgers is a fucking pussy. Um, I will add that Jameis Winston is going to have a good season for the Saints. Five touchdowns in the season debut is a good fucking start. On to Monday Night Football. I got back from my fishing trip last night. I smoked a little weed. I put the game on, and it was fucking electric. All right? First off, the Death Star in Las Vegas looks unbelievable. The fans were the fans were rowdy. They were partying, and it would be so so sick to go to one of those games and have such a good time during the game. Then it goes to overtime. You're still having a blast, and you just know 
you just know what the move is for after the game in Vegas. You're going to be fucking partying after the game till the sun comes up. But Jim Harbaugh or John Harbaugh, I don't care or don't really give a shit which Harbaugh it is. They're both kind of dingleberries in my opinion. But this Harbaugh guy had a tough night coaching. And in my opinion, John Gruden is a fucking genius. And he was pulling out all the stops on offense last night. Uh, the final sequence in overtime uh, with the game tied at 24, Lamar Jackson overrated. Fumbles for the second time of the game at his own 40-something. Now he only threw for 200-something yards and a touchdown. Overrated. Anyway, that gives the ball back to the Raiders on the Baltimore 40 uh, to kick a field goal and win the game. Now Vegas runs a five-yard run play. Then lackadaisically sends out their field goal unit. Uh, and it took way too long. They didn't have any timeouts left. And the playcock ran out. They got a delay game. So it went back five yards. Lost two downs. Ended up right to where, where they were. Then they send their offense back out for what everyone in the country thought was to get those five yards back. And then they were going to kick another field goal on fourth down. And it was going to be game over. But old John Gruden had something else in mind. And Harbaugh was completely fooled by not having anyone really behind the line of scrimmage. In the secondary, no safety back. Derek Carr retreats, lobs one up to a wide open receiver going right down the middle. Boom, game over. Now, I think that the whole lackadaisical field goal unit was just lulling them to sleep. I think Gruden did that little fake field goal thing on purpose, and he got Harbaugh. And like I said before, I think that guy is secretly a fucking genius. Now, Derek Carr. I don't think I have been that big of a fan of him throughout his whole career, uh, especially like three or four years ago. I thought he stunk. But after watching him more and more, I'm starting to grow on the guy a little bit. Um, I don't like what he looks like, and I didn't like him on Hard Knocks. So it's been tough to wrap my head around me liking how he's been playing. But he passes the eye test. Like I said, two eyes and a brain. And 435 yards, two touchdowns, interception off to a huge win against the Baltimore Ravens, who are supposed to be a powerhouse, right? First game of the season, okay? Kirk Cousins, Vikings quarterback, boner. 351 yards and two touchdowns off to a tough loss in the first game. Derek Carr, $25 million per year. Kirk Cousins, $33 million per year. Derek Carr, you watch him, electric offense. He's making throws. They got Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro's. He's making that, I don't know, Anthony Edwards guy, is that his name? Uh, that ended up catching the game winner last night. He was making him look like fucking DeAndre Hopkins. And uh, Derek Kirk Cousins just continually puts out a seemingly anemic offense with a ton of weapons and Jefferson and Thielen and and. I would take Derek Carr over Kirk Cousins 10 times out of 10 right now. And Kirk Cousins is on one of the worst contracts in the whole league. Now, I've hated Kirk Cousins for basically his whole career, even when he was on Washington. Um, and when the Vikings signed him and the fans were tweeting and I was talking to some of my friends and they thought he was going to be the answer, the Lord and Savior of the team, I was just laughing. I was, I said, there's no fucking chance in France Kirk Cousins is going to do anything good for your franchise. And look what is happening. 
Like, I don't know what you could like or expect about a guy that was never, ever on a good team and continually playing in games, getting blown out, then throwing for 150 yards and two touchdowns in garbage time of said blowouts in the fourth quarter against second-string defenders. So at the end of the year, you see his season totals, and you're like, wow, Kirk Cousins, not that bad of a season for the guy. And boom. Then you actually look at him play, and he is shit. But you use your two eyes and a brain, you can see that not only is he a fucking nerd, but he actually sucks at quarterback. And maybe he doesn't actually suck. Maybe he is in that upper echelon of people that can actually play quarterback in the league competently. But for $33 million a year, he fucking sucks. Speaking of shitty quarterback play, um, Trevor Lawrence. Tough game for the guy. I don't even know what his stats were. I didn't even look. I just heard he had a tough game. And here's what I have to say about that is, oh, these guys just get put in such a shitty position. And and Urban Meyer doesn't know what the hell is going on. And I feel bad for, for Trevor Lawrence being put in that situation because I don't know how these teams can just continually be the worst teams in the league. And some teams can just continually be the best teams in the league. Let's see what Trevor Lawrence's stats were. Um, 332 yards, three touchdowns, and three picks. 37-21 to 21 against the Houston Texans with Tyrod Taylor in at quarterback. So you're giving Trevor Lawrence, you're putting Trevor Lawrence on this team, first overall pick, with a fucking college head coach that is under a lot of controversial scrutiny over the past little bit for decisions he had made. And just overall, I just think he's a fucking dingus, that Urban Meyer. And you trot your first overall pick out there after giving him half the fucking reps and saying to the media for all of training camp that Gardner Minshew is actually putting up a fight to take the starting role over the guy we just spent our first overall pick on. Okay, this isn't Alex Smith and Patrick Mahomes, you know, uh, breeding, uh, grooming Patrick Mahomes into the quarterback he is now. This is Gardner Minshew, okay? So instead of giving him all the reps, you split the reps, so he's half as ready to step into the first game of the season. And what do you do with your first overall rookie quarterback if you're the Jacksonville Jaguars? You give up 37 fucking points to the Deshaun watson list, Tyrod Taylor-led Houston Texans. And that just doesn't make any fucking sense to me, and it boils my blood. And I, I'll Urban Meyer, and I don't know what's... Let me just look up this guy, this guy in Jacksonville with a mega yacht. I'm not even going to look him up. Owner of Jacksonville. I will come and step in and be head coach and general manager of your team. And we'll just flip the whole season around. Because Urban Meyer obviously doesn't know what the fuck he's doing or how to connect with all these older people that aren't college players. And it just sucks to see because Jacksonville is a sick city. And it'd be nice to see them being good. But I don't think they ever will be as long as they got Urban Meyer. A head coach. Okay. So there is NFL week one kind of a recap. 
Um, we're at the end of our time here. So thank you for listening to this very special episode, which is the first one of the very first football season since the inception of the podcast. And don't worry. This is just week one. I put a lot more emphasis on the NFL. Not every episode is going to be entirely football. So don't worry, non-sports fans. I got you. But there will be a lot of football talk from now until the end of the season. And if you don't like that, then fuck off. Mic drop.